This week on the reverse stick, yes, folks, it's a two-horse race, and that's not the only event on the card. And wanted, coach, must like meetings. Greetings once again, and welcome to the reverse stick, the global hockey podcast. My name is John Lee, and I'm joined by. Me. Yeah, that's you. Not John Lee. Matt Allen. Thank you. That's me. Star of local radio. With an A. <laughs> with an A, yeah. Allen with an A. Uh, otherwise, what would it be? Allen. Oh, not Elan. No. No. Okay. How you going? Good. What, what were you a star <laughs> of? No, I, just, I did a repost of our walking hockey feature to our, to our club page the other day. It was on a local radio oh, okay. thing put together by young Lukey. Fantas- what, fantastic is... stuff. I got a bit emotional because Gail, who gets interviewed, talks about the mental health benefits of playing walking hockey and having... Oh, which there are many? There are many. Of, of, of uh, just having a, a little family there and uh, a, a safe space and something she looks forward to every week. So good on you, Gail. And uh, made my heart sore, She is missing Mr. my John ankles, Lee. though, isn't she? Sorry? She's missing my ankles, though, isn't she? How do you mean? Oh, she, she was always fond of them. <laughs> <laughs> Gail's a cracking player. Oh, no, she, player, she's, she's very good. But, but she just can't run anymore. No. Can't run anymore. Hadn't, hadn't played for 10 years. Thought it had played hockey all of her life, and she's got a, a new zest for it now. It's fantastic. No, I get it. Well, I get all of it. You know, doughy-eyed with it all. It's. Uh, Do you? Yeah. Is that your phone pinging off? I bet it bloody Might is. Might be my phone pinging. Yeah, I don't is. know why. Why would my phone? I don't talk to people. Um, oh, Mor- it's, been... it's just Morrison. <laughs> is it? Oh. Yeah. How's your hockey week? Well, that's what I was getting at. It's been a big hockey week without actually having played any hockey. Lots yet. of news. Well, I did give you the news, opportunity. News. Give you the opportunity to play on Tuesday that. night. You're still. Do you want a... to see my foot? No, not this really. is why I'm out. But. Ah! Um... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do it a bit slower. To do it a bit slower next time, as you lift it up beyond okay, the desk. See, it, it's still not right, and and it's still like if I, it's, yeah, it's and the skin's gone all horrible and stuff. It's not good. Denied. I've been twice denied now. You're I'm right. Happy. It's it's not good. Anyway, that was the end of the summer comp. I did play on Tuesday night. Did you? Also played walking hockey on Monday. Played the family stuff on Thursday night. I'm playing again tomorrow in some grading who, who games. You, the season is almost back. Who do you prefer beating? A player that can only walk or a player that's only eight years old? <laughs> it gives me equal satisfaction, to be honest, John. <laughs> news. Has been a big week in news. Uh, there has been the hockey ruse stuff. We'll get to that. Results-wise, there was obviously the the finish of the GB Irish series, women's uh, practice games. Mm-hmm. Uh, great support out of Ireland. Um, you could watch it on RTE and BBC Northern Ireland. You could also yeah, watch it on the Watch Hockey app and going through some of the um, and, and around and about. Um, brilliantly supported out of Ireland through media. Not so much from England hockey in getting the word out there, but apparently that's something to do with a furlough and they're not allowed to do social media posts at the weekend uh, or something like that, which all seems very strange to me, but uh, some kind of government regulations there. Uh, a win apiece and a, and a draw left the series level. I'm just laughing at the internally, going absolutely laughing myself silly over that last little bit of information. About the furlough, yeah. What? So what? Uh, is what you're telling me is that England hockey didn't promote? Barely. No, I don't. I don't, I don't really or, recall seeing anything. Don't don't recall seeing anything. Any links to 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 view it? Um, I might be wrong with that, but there was certainly no hype well, wait a second, about job, the GB women's team getting back in action well, is after that, is that such England a hiatus. Hockey, is that England's hockey job or GB hockey job? Oh, okay. But yeah, but England hockey. Do the GB hockey media, oh, do, but, yeah, 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 because yeah, yeah. they're the majority, should we say, shareholder, or pie eater, or whatever you want to call it. But they lead the GB program via Hockey England. Okay, In, sorry, England Hockey EH not. So H-H-H-H-H. the inference being, it was you couldn't call them Saturday. hockey. You couldn't call them Hockey England though, could you? Well, so it would just be he. Was and it, that <laughs> let me get back to this. So it was a Saturday. Yeah, so was, yeah we weekend. recorded. We recorded. No, 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 no. The game. We're, there was a fr- to... no Friday and a, Friday and a Sunday game and a Tuesday okay. game, wasn't it? Okay, so a Friday and a Sunday. So they weren't in the office, so that they didn't 
have to do anything. Is that right? No, that they're not. They're they're only allowed to work a certain amount of hours in a certain time period, I believe. Okay. Like it's part of the government furlough program, where they're getting bailed out with some wage assistance. So they're not allowed to work because the government's giving them money to. Is that how it works? Uh, yeah, not entirely sure, John. Uh, but I think if you do know the full story, you're probably still confused about it anyway. Well, yeah, it would be nice to know. Yeah. I'd, I'd hate to think that hockey was being screwed around by a bureaucratic... Well, it's all, we we no, could do all, a great job of screwing our own game it's, up. It's we don't all, need bureaucrats it's all sport. to do it it's not, yeah, it's not. It's not something specific to ho- hockey. Yeah, that's that. what I'm getting at. Oh, well, that's a bit of poor form, really. Yeah. Uh, but lots of other... Um, games and things happening and a fair bit that you can catch with some live streams. I saw the Brisbane women's hockey games yep. are back and underway uh, today are, are on indeed. Saturday as we record uh, and viewable on their Facebook page and on watch.hockey. Uh, Belgium comps, Malaysian Hockey League up and running. Yes. Some, some you, I think I've reposted something from UniKL the other day yeah. um, where they were streaming some of their games. Um, college games happening in the States, the sub-junior women's India Championships on at the moment. That's available on watch.hockey on turf. Uh, we didn't see the sub-junior men's competition, which is just completed. Uh, not on turf, though, John. No, it appears it was on sand, Matt. Well, chat or something like that, I think. Chart um, was what I was, what was quoted by um, Barrett Malik from Hockey Bengal. It didn't Bengali. appear to be turf, nor did it appear to be grass. No. It was neither. Was it? It's compact. They've probably got the rollers out on it. Uh, well, it's interesting to play on that sort of surface at that sub-junior level, I would think, Matt. You know what? You will find out from a selector's point of view who can trap and who can hit. Yeah, no doubt. You but will be finding out who has the basic skills required to play the game at the highest level. There's been a bit of uh, an uproar because the sports minister of Haryana province, where the games are taking place, uh, is Sandeep Singh, former international hockey player, um, mm. the movie Sorma was based around him and him, him getting shot in the back um, and his comeback. Um, and he's being blamed for the fact that it's not being played on the, t- the the turf, wherever closest that may be, and it's being played in such poor conditions. And, of course, the good Mr. Dr. Batra did bring this up in a post this week on his Facebook page. He did? That, that was just after his best wishes on International Day of Happiness. Oh, that's today, John. Oh, he John. Wasn't, is it? Happy International Day of Happiness. Happy, happy day. Happy day. Um, yeah, Mr. Dr. Batra posted, uh, why is Sport Department of Government of Haryana going out of its way to finish and kill hockey in Haryana? So many synthetic turfs in Haryana, like saying Haryana, and national championship being played on grass. What a shame. Narendra Batra, President, IOA. No mention of hockey there. Not not as the president of the FIH. (laughs) Oh, okay. So it was more about qualifying India to get to the Olympics than it was about anything to do with hockey. So you jumped in on this. I thought this was quite brave. I haven't seen you make a comment on one of Mr. Dr. Batra's posts in the past. Um, But you don't appear at the top of most relevant on the the comments. That's appropriate. Um, Oh, you've got one here. Given that the FIH sanctions grass, hockey may... Uh, grass hockey, maybe you should check what, which hat you're wearing. Ooh. Um, but yeah, Barrett did qualify. He said, not grass ground, a chat ground. And then you got a bit of stick from a couple of people because <laughs> you were wrong. Um, no, I wasn't but, wrong. But you're not, but you're not wrong. I'm They're not saying, wrong. well, it's not being played on grass, but your point is in, in response to the post from Mr. Yeah, Dr. Who Batra. said it was being played yeah, on grass? Be, being played on grass. So. Hey, not, not dirt or compact sand or whatever that surface was. It was patently not grass. Grass has a telltale distinctive sign, Matt. You know what that is? It's green. Yeah. <laughs> and that wasn't even dead grass, which is brown. So, you know. But it's a fair few sti- We're all a bit right, and I thanks for the clarification on what the surface actually was. There's a fair few sticking the boot into Sandeep on that, that post anyway. Is it? Yeah. Oh, look, I don't... <laughs> Uh, look, that's part of the myth of everybody has to play on the greatest surface possible available. International quality certification. Mate, oh, they would have learnt more playing on that surface in one afternoon than they would get out of a month of turf training. That's my opinion. Yeah. Now that, and that is not saying we shouldn't play hockey on turf. 
All the top-level international hockey in the world should only be played on turf, is my opinion, unless it's some sort of... There's a reason to play on grass. Or it's uh, uh, some sort of... Um, what would you call it? Um, tournament, you know, like a celebrity tournament. Or something where... Anyway, that's another long story on another, <laughs> on another subject. But, however... There's no reason that we should be, the whole sport should be just transferring all our focus into playing on turf. It should be to play. Anyway. And those, the, mate, they'll... This is extend, extended news. Ooh. Sorry, I kind of cut across a bit with okay, the Okay, we've Dr. got some more results. Um, some stuff going so, on. yeah, lots of games going on. Do follow at the Hockey Live on Twitter it's good and to see the game Facebook. growing, uh, um, waking up. And if you see... Games that are being publicised. I have a real issue, John, with some people who are producing content. Just don't seem that willing to share it around and about and, and try and get on board with using great hashtags like hashtag livestream hockey. Just so we can share it. It's so bloody hard to dig down and find individual posts that people go, oh, you can watch this game here now. But they're not letting anybody know about it. Um, and I'm not talking about things that are appearing on watch.hockey but there's lots of games that are happening and things that are happening that just tag in hashtag live stream hockey and at the hockey live and we'll help share that and get it out there because otherwise you know it's bloody hard work I don't know if I'll continue doing it for much longer breaking news you heard it first here on the reverse stick the global hockey podcast folks Matt can't be bothered to do something to do with <laughs> hockey. That has never occurred before. You're slowly wearing him down, FIH. <laughs> um, I've got to say, folks, it is uh, oh, mid-afternoon here in Perth. It's been about 38 degrees today. Uh, we can't run the air conditioner because it makes too much noise in the Cool Blood Broadcasting Corporation studio slash shed. shed. Um, so it's... A, it's a testing afternoon for us both. I'd say the sweat is fairly I'm perspiring. <laughs> I remember a couple of years ago we did one in, in similar heat and I wasn't particularly well, well hydrated. Yeah. And I was starting... And then I was starting to feel a little bit woozy and so I had to stop the record and go outside and just take a moment to take some breaths in. So you'll... Uh, if you hear a... It'll be me hitting the ground. <laughs> Yes, I, I was uh, I was on a, a strict water to routine earlier on, but since we've started this podcast, it's been hard to maintain that. I've had to add some extra minerals and vitamins yeah, well, I arrived to at, the oh, water. Yeah, I, I arrived at one thirty for us to start recording, and uh, it's now ten, 10 to four, four. And, and uh, it's still about no edits, no edits yet. Degrees. Yeah, she's warm. No edits, but we'll we'll find something that we can say that we. Need I don't know how people out. can play hockey in this kind of weather. There are games going on at Perth Hockey Stadium yeah, at the moment. Australia's Cook- Cook- playing Australia. Cookaburras versus Cookaburras and Hockey Roos versus Hockey Roos in some uh, practice matches. Did, 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 did you could you get test status? That's did the, you ask for test status? This for is it? a good time to get into the Hockey Roos and all the news that's come out this week, considering that some of this stuff was talking about player welfare. Anyway. <laughs> So, is that not a fair call? Yeah. yeah. So okay. I wasn't listening, I was reading a, a tweet. Look, folks, as many of you may be aware, some of you not, um, this week uh, we saw the resignation of the Hockey, hockey Roos coach, Paul Godoyne. Godoyne, Godoyne, Dagon. Are you going to play that laughter track? That phone's not on. Yeah, good. Carry on. Um and this week, the following day, we got the release of the recommendations for the even higher performance, a review of the culture and governance of the Australia Hockey Australia National Women's High Performance Program. This is a it says recommendations, confidential report commissioned by Sport Australia slash Australian Institute of Sport. Recommended recommendations dated 11th of March. Now it must be said, this is the recommendations. This is not the report. It is just the recommendations. That's right, and we also have the the Hockey Australia response to come yeah, off the back of that. We do, but now, can, no, now, it's important to stress but that we're not because gonna, I think that's important. We're not going to read all nine pages, though, are we? No, no, no we're not. Good, and, good. And, and it's important to realise that some of these people are talking to these sorts of... the, the reviewers, if you want to put it that way, um, with a degree of confidence. And so the idea that they should release the whole report and what people were saying about whatever is... 
should remain within the confidence of that report. <laughs> In my opinion, because otherwise you don't get people coming forward and telling mm-hmm. you the truth necessarily. But so you also don't, need, no you also don't need to mention their names within the report. Yeah, they can redact and all sorts of stuff if they want it. But I've got no idea with that being the basic concept that you're working under. So let's just be aware that it's just the recommendations. So anything you might think the report has, you need to use the recommendations as a guide if you want to figure out what it was. But we're not saying you should do that, are we, Matt? Uh, it has recommendations one. Uh, 1A is culture with several subheadings, um, several, several subheadings. Number 1B is governance. So uh, there's two recommendations, 1 and 2. Um, 1A under culture is leadership, well-being, cultural transformation, player groups, safe and respectful behaviours, complaints, grievances and resolving issues, professional support team and player performance feedback and selection. Under governance, the subheadings of oversight of implementation of these recommendations, culture, governance, culture in inverted commas, and that's it. It runs for, what is it, Um, we'll take away the cover page, eight pages. Something like that? Yeah, nine pages. Nine, right, plus a couple. Uh, There's a forward, too, from the chair, Bruce Collins, where they thank everybody and talk about how um, important it it is that everybody was truthful and it was all good. Over 100 people interviewed through the yeah. process. Hopefully everybody got an opportunity Couple to have months. their say. Uh, they've Welcome got it out fair, fair, fairly quickly because submissions were open until the 4th of March, so 11th of March Ooh. release. Very swift. And... Uh, yeah, the players were a lot of long meetings there. You think? Well, players players were told uh, training's off tomorrow, uh, the day after. No, what day was that? Was that earlier on this week? Was that? Yeah, come on. Wednesday. I think they were told on Tuesday that on Wednesday afternoon that training was off, and they had a meetings booked in from two o'clock ish, something like that, for the afternoon. And whilst they were within that meeting. The release came out, I think, at about 4 p.m. local time about Goodoyne's resignation. Yeah. Um, and something of note, and it's not a great thing, but alcohol is mentioned within the even higher performance document. Um, and so it's good to know that... The use of alcohol po- by players? or Yeah, by players, yeah. Um, po- post-meeting. Well, not just players. Players and staff. And we know, we know... But we can never say on on air what that could be potentially relating to, of of at least one instance incident. Um, I think we should. I just... can't find. I can't find it anyway. But it, it was good at the end of the meeting. It was a free bar for two hours at Perth Hockey Stadium for everybody board, me- an board, irony, isn't it? board members and players alike. Yeah. Hopefully, there was some. Uh, would you call them taxi um, vouchers? Taxi vouchers, taxi vouchers or some, you know, Uber, some Uber credits, Uber, Uber credits or something organised? Yeah, you think so if you're going to organise a free bar for everybody? Yeah, and, it's good to celebrate these things, isn't it? Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> oh, we've got that out of the way. Let's crack a few cans, shall we? Hey, can I take you back? Let's let's talk about the report. I didn't read it until about half an hour before we got in here today mm-hmm. to record this podcast because I knew we were going to be talking about it on the podcast. And I have read hard, I've seen a couple of tweeters, tweets that come past my way, but I've read no opinion about it. I've tried to stay fully away from it, so I was sort of had a clear mm. head when we got to talking about it from there. Do you want me to go through the Hockey Australia no, statement I want, first? I want you to use the phrase you used to me before about the report. Oh, jeez, I can't, I can't remember. It's... Okay. Um, have lots of meetings yeah, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. and be nice that's to everybody. It, yeah, yeah. That's, it basically says have lots of meetings and be nice to everybody. <laughs> that, that, that is the overall thought. Once it popped it into my head after I'd read it, that, yeah, that's what it's about. Well, I think about a, lot of, a lot of things... More that... meetings, more nice to each other. Let's all be... It does not address the underlying issues. It does, in a very broad way, under a couple of subheadings. Uh, where are we? We're going here with the, the well-being and... Um, 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 oh, I can't find it now. Anyway, there's a couple of stuff where they allude to it, but there are only minor points amongst the plethora of other points that are being made in here that are about having meetings. And that, that's my reflection of the report. And you know what? You're asking, you're still asking people who are, who have a full-time wage asking people 
who are on a part-time wage to make a full-time commitment. Mm-hmm. And that is, and that's that's across the hockey board, almost globally. There are some exceptions to that, but almost globally, this is the way that hockey works. Well, and until the hockey economy changes, and players have got to buy into that change as well. But I mentioned, you know, more meetings. I don't know where you fit that in. I, I know of, of an athlete the other day had, I think, a swim at 6 a.m., um, then a couple of hours on sticks, and then, oh no, it was gym in the morning, then it was a swim in the middle of the day at some point, um, and then maybe a meeting later on in the day. And your day's taken up, and then you're expected to go and do your club training for free, for free as, um, as well on, on top of that. Um, like you say, for a, a part-time commitment. Not sorry, uh, a, a, a part-time pay. Part-time pay for a full-time it's, commitment. It's more than a commitment. It's more than just a commitment. It's an entire lifestyle. It's not like you can commit to your job, but you you come home at five or six or seven thirty or whenever you come home and you start at eight, nine or ten. However your working day works, and you could be as committed as your job as you like, but you walk away and that's what your job is. It's a different commitment to be in a in a sports program, and that's a bo- across the board for every athlete in every sport. Well, look, let's go, let's go to the the response from Hockey Australia, and it's, there's a bit of a blurb to start with about the reason behind it and uh, what it's put together. Uh, broadly, the review found a dysfunctional culture within the National Women's High Performance Program that is not conducive to athlete well-being or sustained on-field success, and identified numerous areas for improvement. This outcome has been confronting and distressing for Hockey Australia, its management, board, athletes and staff. While we've made a considerable investment over the last three years, including efforts to implement changes since the Rio cycle, this has not been enough to prevent rupturing of the squad's cohesion, particularly with the uncertainty. The process of this review has seen us all reflect seriously over the past months about what we could do better. The findings have been shared with the players and we will work with them to make changes to design and implement a cultural transformation. A total of 29 recommendations were identified. Uh, Hockey Australia supports the intent and the principles the review panel recommended, which include the need to ensure an effective leadership model is implemented across all aspects of the high-performance programme, including coaching, support staff and across the playing group, striking an improved balance with the demands of the high-performance programme and life outside of hockey, ensuring engagement at every level from the board, senior management coaches, improvements in a range of governance areas to ensure greater oversight and the tracking of culture of both men's and women's programmes and embedding a culture of mutual respect and trust between all participants in the delivery of the high-performance programme. I kind of feel like, and I might be totally wrong, that... They're now trying to impress culture on something. And culture grows, doesn't it? <laughs> so, yeah. so you've got to start it, and you've got to have that starter culture in the first place to um, to get things happening and moving in the right direction. But it's it's not a quick fix. It's not, right, we'll do this, and then we'll go. They, you know, they identified there were still things that were left over from Rio that they'd identified as issues. But they, Did they, well, they had nothing measurable or specific within their targets on improving that and how do you measure you know these certain things so there's going to be regular happiness surveys and all of that sort of stuff that are going to go forward and it'll all be very corporate um and will satisfy somebody somewhere with uh well it says we're okay because this is what we got with all of our results and our scores well this strikes me um this statement Striking an improved balance with the demands of high-performance program and life outside of hockey. So th- there's there's really no admission that the program or anything to do with the program is the problem or that there's a problem with the way the program's run or that there's anything going... It, it's not the program. It's it's a way we're communicating with the people who are in the program and uh, how we allow whether we allow them time off to... Well, and, uh, and, 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 and ex- the, expectations. Yeah, and what are the expectations? What are the demands of the high performance program and why are they so heavy um for for a savvy professional sport how many meetings do they have a day how many meetings are, are the men and women's hockey teams of any given nation that have a similar sort of program that we run here in australia how many much time is set spent sitting on their ass in a meeting i would think it would be very closely balanced with the amount of time spent on a field <laughs> okay 
I didn't realize hockey was that um, that hard. To be honest with you, well, it's not. That, that's what I thought. No, getting getting ready for Olympic programs. That's what's hard. Oh, okay. I mean, I know they've got a lot of stuff to cover. Well, this is, but it, what's great is job creation because there's somebody else who's going to have to come in and work for Hockey Australia on this now. Another interesting point to come out of it, though, was that the high-performance director needed to be located where the program was being held. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, well, that's something positive. Well, you, you've identified the, it and put, now put it into place. Most of the uh, things are... Um, are not most of the points they identify though are structural ones. They're not actually in the end cultural ones at all. They're talking about structuring meetings and having. It's all these structural things they're talking about. No, there's nothing. No, there no, it's, no it's a, a lot of it is about communication. Like you say, it's about, about lines of, about, about lines of communication and about who, those, those who, lines were there. Who represents who and the and the players getting the opportunity to um, those, vote, vote in leader their leadership group and those voices had said something. It, it's not a failure of there not being a process where people can say something. It's a process of, of the people who no, are no, listening. No, no it's, yes, it's a, it's a listening exercise, yeah. not a talking exercise. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, let's do some more talking. So anyway, a review implementation working group will be assembled to formulate a recommendation and implementation plan based on the report. The implementa- imp- implementation plan will then be provided to the Hockey Australia Board for approval. Now, that is signed by... Melan- Melanie Woosnam, I can't speak today. Melanie Woosnam, President of Hockey Australia, Matt Favier, Favier Chief Executive Offer, Officer. Oh, far out. I'm going to piss. I'm going to. What am I going to do? That's the I'm going to head a. That's the outro. That's it. Matt's dead. He's fallen off his perch. You need Matt Favier, CEO. Hockey um, Australia. Fluids. I do need some fluids. <laughs> you need some fluids. Um, and it's, in, it's interesting that, that they're, they're so pleased, when well, they're not pleased, but they're, they're putting this statement out there, considering that they were the big backers between the coach and the former, high, the former coach and the former high-performance director not too long back, uh, and, and they were receiving their full support. Two points. Mm. The first one, I'm not sure what it means, but it's a point worth making. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about... One side, one half of a program is funded from the same point. Yeah. Funding, funding for. This is I'm talking about the women's the, the, side, but there, there, there will be things changed in the men's system as well no, as, no, as but, a result of the findings. It, I'm not saying that there wouldn't be, but what I mean is that all of these findings, all of these problems, problems, all of these issues. Uh, are, I, like, I like to call them opportunities, John. Uh, okay, have come from talking about the women's side of the program. I don't know what that means, if it means anything at all. Maybe the men haven't got the balls to say anything. Maybe they feel the same way. I don't know. But I don't know what it means. But it's a point worth making. Um, so what it leaves us now, of course, um, Katie Allen's taking the interim jobs, stepping up mm-hmm. from the assistant coach. Uh, we'd already lost uh, Steph Andrews mm-hmm. um, to go and head up the WA Institute of Sport hockey program very recently. And Tony Cumpson, the high-performance director, She's gone, um, so there's a bit of a vacuum within the leadership. Hockey Australia say no, that they... she wasn't gone. She was she 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 was made to leave. Remember? Well, she's she she's, was forced. She's gone. She's gone. She's gone. Sorry, that's. Should I leave that to the lawyers? It calm down. Well, um, it'll still be out there, won't it? Um, so the speculation is who's going to step in. Hockey Australia said they're looking to fill those three positions. Um, now whether. They're appointing somebody now for the long term, this close to to the Olympics, or it will be what a six month contract or something to uh, get things going. Interesting to see that hockey one franchise, let's call it that. Um, they are a franchise, aren't they? Um, well, the New South, the New South Wales a state association New, pretending to be a franchise. New South Wales Pride have advertised their hockey one women's coach position, which was being filled by hockey rude legend Trini Powell. So the rumour mill is obviously churning there, saying, oh, well, maybe she's uh, she's in line for the job. I think she's been an assistant before, hasn't she? Um, or is it your you know early prediction, Rick Charlesworth riding on on a big white stallion to save the day? 
Well, I was being partly facetious there because in the past Rick has been the knight in shining armour. When, when Hockey Australia has had to make a big call on something and, um, it's, it's a throwaway name to throw his up there. And apparently that's opinions backed up by the leaked, re, leaked news from within the group that they don't want Charlie because mm-hmm. we've had a lot of that stuff this week about, you know, unnamed sources and that. And that's fair enough. I can understand why people wouldn't want their names attached to things, but it makes it difficult to know what's Real or what's not real. Yeah, well, I, I think we can expect to see a, a, a women's coach, a woman within that role. Um, but uh, yeah, if you've got any suggestions, email Matt yeah, at the Alice reverse dick on it. But I don't think she's come home. home. Imagine, imagine that four months, four months before the Olympics to leave the Dutch job to go and coach the Australians <laughs> and then take them to the gold. How pissed off You're listening to the Reverse Deep League Global Hockey Podcast. And no, look, maybe it's a bit too early. If they look, depends how far they're looking. Why not ask her? She's one of the best coaches in the world. The, the, the best women's But I don't think you'll, I don't, yeah, I don't think you'll be back. Women's team coach, I mean, not. But you'd think it would woman. be incumbent to ask the question. Anyway. Um. Um. Yeah. What would, what would you do? Would you be looking at a long-term coach at this point? No. Or would you, would you be looking at the, What's Terry Walsh doing at the moment? Uh, what what would I be doing? I would have been identifying that next coach a year ago. Hey. That, and, maybe, and maybe that has been the case. Mate, they weren't doing anything about any of this stuff well, a year all right, ago. All right, but be looking a year ahead, always at least a year ahead. So Preferably it, two or three years, identifying someone, keeping an eye on them. Okay. Is that how, is that how you got me to play? <laughs> Just identifying the talent? For, for the podcast? Yeah. Yeah? Is that... No. Okay. I get what you're talking about, though. I understand that. And um, It's good. It's a rarity. Maybe they haven't. Maybe <laughs> maybe they just... Uh, what happens every four years in Australian hockey? Just after the Olympics. Um, we change the CEO. Australian, Australians go over and play in Europe, the no, top players. That, that happens as well. But we also have the, the CEO changes quite a long history now, every four years. Someone else flips through this wheel and they end up somewhere else in the Olympic sport world hierarchy yeah, yeah. and all that sort Taekwondo, of stuff. Wherever they bowling. Go, wherever they go. Um, so, do they have that same thing? If Colin, if, if a coach lives off performance, do you get rid of a coach just when they've won something? Say, say you could out of gone to the Olympics and they'd won silver or gold, yep. which would be an outstanding performance. Maybe uh, any medal would be an outstanding performance. Do they sack him then? Because they've been eyeing off this bloke, he's, well, he's or girl or no, whatever. He's he's resigned. He's he's resigned for the from the position in the wake of the report I'm findings. I'm talking about that, that. I'm talking about the idea. Does it, 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 what happens if the coach you you earmark A and you're thinking three years ahead? What if this person keeps still winning? Are, are you already planning the demise of the coach you have? No, but you no, you have to forward plan with it. You de- you definitely have to look ahead at what your succession plan looks like. But your succession plan would be so corrupted by every other element that can go on around a succession plan. I get the idea that when you're getting near the end of a coach's tenure, you have to have discussions about what the future might be. And we know how it works. It's like your yeah. coach leaves for whatever reason, and then that, well, certainly for the medium-sized nations, and then they advertise it. And like in any job, they get the their 25 so to 10,000 applications. A, and they, a, they any pick reasonable the club administrator should always be on the lookout for the next coach. No, next president. Oh. That's, the, that's the most important one. And that's what we've got to get to. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, uh, the Global Hockey Podcast. Uh, my name is Mark Kutron, and I want to be your president. A bit Spanish there towards the end. It didn't quite hold its French. You started good. I, I've been to many countries, and uh, I love all of them. Well, apparently that does sound a little bit like something Mark Kutron would say. Well, yes, I would. Uh, Stop this! Mark, Stop it! Right, let's Mark talk. Kudron. Let's let's treat this seriously. Mark Kudron would uh, would say that too. Let's treat this seriously because, folks, we do have a list 
of nominations. Who are we up for voting in for the FIH Congress? Uh, in when is it? It's coming up soon. May. May. You can be there. You can not be there, but you can still vote. You can vote. You can vote online, and the votes will go direct to the Lalit Hotel and be tabulated by the FIH. Um, and they'll tabulate all the votes there in India. And now, let you know no, what first off, for. well, no, you're assuming something for a start, John. What? That there has been clearance in the elections oversight panel at the FIH that people who have nominated are eligible. Oh, uh, really? Yes. So it's not cut and dry that just because they've been announced as nominees that we will, not us, but the nations and national representatives will be able to um, support those those people. So oh. there is a, a panel. The chair is Martin Gotheridge. Oh, as long as Secretary Laurent, Laurent Mollier from the FIH, member uh, Eduardo Guelfand. And, of course, the FIH president and the CEO are both ex-officio members. Um, so I'm sure they'll come to some sensible decisions on the eligibility of all candidates, we would hope, John. Oh, we would hope. They don't have to come to that many decisions. The guidelines are laid out for them there. They All they have to do is follow the guidelines yes, that are laid out. I do have the elections manual here. Do you want to know? Oh, There's no, 20, 20, 27 there. pages. That's some great uh, bedtime reading. Um, yeah, I've got nothing to say, to say about that at all. I don't know why. You just printed it out so you can rattle the papers. That's on the, basically. Oh, look, I've got this. Save the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I'm just trying to find I'm on the election panel. Well, first of all, we, we, we do have a two-horse race for the FIH president. I think that's a good thing, um, regardless of what particular points of view either candidate has in the game. I always think it's important that you don't just that there is some sort of competition and the candidates are always made to, to have to state their point and what they want Look, we, we, their, we, their platform. We're, we're delight- and we did get that from Dr. Ba- uh, Mr. Dr. Battery, it must be said, before there was another candidate. Maybe in used to there might be something in the wind and a candidate was coming out, so I we went, bang, this, well, no, is, I believe this is my platform. But well, we Mark, Hudron, Mark Hudron has said that he, um, he put the call in uh, to Mr. Dr. Battery to make him aware Oh, I bet that, that he well. was he was running. That would have been a good conversation. <laughs> oh, fly on the wall, that it? stuff. So here we are, as posted a week ago on the FI site. The International Hockey Federation can now confirm the nominations received by the deadline of 12th of March for the following positions to be elected at the 47th FIH Statutory Congress scheduled to take place in Delhi, India on 22nd of May. For the position of FIH President, Dr. Mid... Oh, they spelled it wrong. They missed, they missed the mister off the front. Oh. I'll send him an email. Mr. Dr. Narinda Dravbatra, India, candidate for re-election. And Mark Goudron, Belgium. That's it for the presidents. And then two executive board ordinary member spots are up. Two female, two male. Of course, they run on a four-year cycle and are renewable every two two years of half of the committee. Female members, the incumbents are Danae Andrada of Uruguay and Hazel Kennedy of Zambia. And putting herself up for a spot there is... Now, it's an Irish name, John, and I'm just going to say it as I see it, okay? But there yeah. could be a totally different pronunciation. Are you so, part Irish? Don't you call in it, that? I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. quarter. Just second. My nan's from Cabra. Um, Inez Cooper. Inez. Inez. And it's probably Sean yes. Shea or something like that, and oh. just uh, yeah, um, and from from Cooper from Ireland. And the male members, the two incumbents are Eric Cornelison of the Netherlands and Tyab Ikram of Macau. And uh, going up against them is Adiga Bede Agbo from Nigeria. Um, of course, Tyab Ikram's the CEO of Asia Hockey as well as being uh, involved with the IOC and the FIH. Um, Allegedly. Uh, no, 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 that's, no. He's got roles, very prominent pro- prominent roles throughout all, John. Very prominent on FIH oh, committees. Macau? Big in Macau hockey. I mean, there's not a lot of hockey goes on um, in Macau. There's, I think, about, no, there is about 550 play- players over there. Um, and they do get involved in the sort of the, the more regional SEA type tournaments that, that happen. And 
great that hockey's being played there at their turf there in the centre of town. Um, just brilliant. I don't, I don't know if, um, what, what are the, what are the stipulations for being nominated? And we looked into this because you were thinking about running. You need to, um, be nominated, nominated by a, a nation, but, it, I but, was but under you the could, understanding nah. it was within your confederation. Right. So I, as an Australian... So Papua New Guinea, Papua, you, they, could have, yeah, they could nominate you. They could nominate me. I, don't, I think um, it might be by country, though. I'm not sure it's by... No, by I'm pretty sure I... Because I, I thought that. I thought, nah, no chance, because I'm Australian. <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but no, then I, I, I looked it up. I'm pretty sure it's confederation. So anybody within, any national organisation within... The Asian Confederation. Maybe this elections manual might come in handy. Oh, you're going to correct me. Did you set me up? No, not at all. No, no, I've not, like you said, I've <laughs> literally just printed it just so I could wave it around in front of the mic. Okay. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's uh, on a confederation basis, though. So you don't need to have a passport of that country? As far as my understanding goes, no. What if you're a dual passport holder? Well, it wouldn't matter, would it? Well, it would matter if... Um, you claim that you're a dual passport holder, a holder and there's no, um, it wouldn't matter. In, there's no international agreement between the two wouldn't, countries wouldn't that you could be you a could dual not, citizen. But that, that's that does not a happen. criteria. That does happen. But that's happen. not, if that's not the criteria, it doesn't matter. Does mm. it? No. I'm pretty sure the criteria is within the National Confederation. But I do believe that that changed recently, Matt. But the last time the, they redid the constitution, that was changed. Yeah. Yeah, that's my understanding. It might be a very poor I'm just, one. I'm just a bit concerned that some people are heading up um, national hockey associations, recognised FIH members, voting members, um, are heading up organisations around the world that don't really have a great deal to do with the sport, and uh, perhaps John in it for other reasons. <laughs> no, you're kidding me. Um, and I think that's something I that we, no, but I, I genuinely, genuinely lies. think that's something we need to, um, you know, really kind of drill, drill down on a little bit and find out which of those member nations out there are being disserved by people purporting to represent them and, uh, potentially more representing themselves. So if well, you are well, one of those people out there, please do email us, matt at the reverse stick.net or john at the reverse stick. That. No, no, we'd love, love to hear the truth because, you know, a lot of people, they, they don't control the social media accounts. Uh, you know, they might get and have a whinge on things. In fact, I've seen a few whinges from a, a couple of people as I've been delving into some stuff this week. And, uh, yeah, you know, get in touch. We'll, we'll, we'll give you a voice with it. If, and if you don't want to email us, get in touch on the social, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter or at the reverse Lots stick. of ways, direct message, all of that sort of stuff yeah. you can do. Now, so onto the, the telephone, even onto the two horse race, the big job. We weren't expecting a challenger, were we? We were kind of resigned to the fact that that wouldn't be the case. We were lamenting that. I would, I would mm-hmm. suggest mm-hmm. there wasn't a challenger. That's right. If just for the sake of there being a challenger. No, we did. Uh... And let's be fair. We we don't. Oh, some people might say we did a hatchet job on uh, Mr. Doctor. In our preview, in our review of his platform, and I think it's only fair that we we owe Mark Kudron a hatchet job as well. But we don't have anything we can necessarily examine and look at at this point. I'm sure well, we'll do, have I to do, come out with some sort of platform apart from. I do have a quote. A quote from La, a nice bloke. I do have a quote from uh, an article in La Libra, a Belgian publication. Um, I'll do the accent, yeah. Um, the essential point of my program will most certainly be a return to our roots and our values. Don't do that. I, I obviously insist on the notions of integrity, team spirit or respect. It's essential. I also want to put players, clubs and federations back at the heart of the system. The FIH is not just 500 players from the 10 best nations in the world, but the tens of millions of players all over the world. Once the pandemic is behind us, we will witness a massive return to hockey as it is to other sports and we will have to help the various federations to support their members. I will not make empty promises. I will listen carefully and ask many questions. I will explain my vision and I will focus on the needs of different countries. Oh, good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. You'd expect a 
level-headed candidate to say at this point, and hopefully we do get to see what he's. No, what I would, and, what I would expect. No, uh, what I would expect from a level-headed character, John, is don't worry about it. The so money, we, the money will come. <laughs> it's all okay. I won't answer that question. The money will come. Is that a direct quote? Not Everything quite. will be okay. No, that's the kind of thing I would expect. Oh. Ex- um, yeah. And, and, suppose, that's my expectation. And your only focus is hockey and you won't be taking another job well, in a couple of years. Well, I, I could do any job that I wanted to do. Yeah. No problem. They were all begging me to do it. Prime Minister, Prime Minister of uh, England, all the different countries just contacting take me. Take it on. Um, and I said, you know, no, just, just the six jobs is enough for me. Is enough for me, but thanks for the interest. It's just hockey for me. Now we mentioned dank superstars, didn't we? No, we didn't. But more to come on elections, anyway. So, you know, we'll, oh, look, yeah, we'll we'll be doing some little preview pieces on each of the candidates as information comes to hand. But we don't want to just be sprouting off with not actually having a little tiny bit of an idea of what's going on. Well, and we don't know, we don't well, know we, enough about the candidates. Well, we don't. Either. As I said, we don't have a full confirmation that everybody who's uh, put their hands up could be is, a last minute. Yeah, is, is, elig- is eligible to vote. Ah, okay. Watch this space. And the voting procedure will be interested. I'm led to believe a lot of people are um, are a bit worried about the fact that uh, they'll be splitting the voting between people who choose to go to Delhi and people who choose to do it online. And there's some sort of oh, apprehension about whether the um, online votes will get the same credence. That well, I think one of, the, one of the great things when something like FIH Congress happens, a lot of people do get the opportunity to press the flesh and meet counterparts from, from all over the world and get those connections going. And you and do that, need to have a Congress because you do need to have these sorts of events yep, to yep, do this yep. sort of voting. That's it. And it's important to be told the lies about everything that's going to happen <laughs> over the next four years that just aren't going to get implemented. And um, and then we've got plenty of content again. There were, there were, there were some posts saying, oh, somebody, uh, what will happen if Dr. Batten for a... Um, Loses. Loses. Will, will you stop the podcast? You'll have nothing to talk about. Was it? <laughs> yeah. I missed that one. More than uh, one. Oh, no, we're waking up on Sunday morning with roses, will they? That's yeah. for sure. Who's Rose? <laughs> okay, well, we're, we're moving on from that. Move, moving much. on. Um, hey, also- but that, that, you bring up an interesting point because uh, you mentioned there four years and that sort of thing. The FIH... They've got a pair. We th- we didn't think they did, but they've released an eight-year calendar, Matt. Yeah, eight-year forward-thinking calendar, which fully reviewable on its on its own in in of of itself is not a bad idea necessarily for a, an international federation to give some security, perhaps to the long-term vision for national associations, etc., 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 etc. Oh, it's important. However, and yet and yet you don't you don't want to look a year ahead about having somebody lined up for a succession into a, a position. That's, huh? that's, and and that's you're praising a, an eight-year plan? No, I'm not. No, him. No, 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 carry on. Carry on. It's fine. Let, let's go back. In, let's get in the time travel machine, Matt. Let's go do, 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 back to, say, sometime in 2012. Let, let's set up an eight-year calendar. That's a good idea. We've got the Hockey World Series, <laughs> <laughs> the Champions <laughs> Trophy. <laughs> what else can we squeeze in? <laughs> That's my. I, we will go into it in more depth. I haven't had a great deal because it's this spreadsheet and it's got colours on it and it's. Just, it's yeah, I mean, it's, one thing you did like out of it that there were consecutive weekends of pro league games happening within two. Kind of. Months. Sorry. There, there was there was points on it that seem an consecutive weekend games. And, and so we, we had some. This is what we talk about: yeah. just having that regularity that you know that at X time uh, on, on X day of the week, you can get your eyes on that thing. You can build a habit around watching it. Well, you can try to. I still don't think they got it quite right, but it's heading in the right direction. But once we'll get more into that when we look at it closer detail, because it's been a bit hard this week with everything else that's been going on, Matt. Yeah. So the FIH announcement, um, as well as John looking through the Excel spreadsheet that I also downloaded, John, but didn't print it because black and white printed, absolute waste of time with those colour blocks. Um, yeah, I only looked at it on the uh, so, screen. So um, they've also. Um, 
decided upon Europe's qualification process for the Women's yes. World Cup in Spain and the Netherlands and the men's in India in 2023. Uh, for the men, the seven European participating teams will be determined as follows. Top five teams from the Euro Hockey Championship 2021 will qualify. Two teams will qualify from the European World Cup qualifying tournament. This event will compromise teams ranked six to eight in the Euro Hockey Championship 2021, so the, the bottom sides in the top tier and teams ranked 1-5 to five in the Euro Hockey Championship 2. So a playoff between the Divi- Division 2 group and the Division 1 group. That opens it up to a few more countries to be able to, to sneak in there, um, maybe belie the, uh, the stats on the rankings. Uh, rankings have a traditional um, history of being pretty well Pretty accurate, yes. <laughs> yeah, as it turns out. Oh, uh, but it's the way they manufacture it, though, John, and it's unfair, some of the rankings, isn't it, with continental oh, terribly, qualifiers? Terribly, oh, yeah, yeah, terribly yeah. unfair. Well, that's all changing. That's all changing. But it still won't make any difference, because if you're the best team, you, you go win. to the World Cup, you win it, and then you blast everybody away by get, having that number one position in said tournament. And, and uh, winning is a surefire way to increase your world ranking. Yeah, no doubt. For the women... Uh, Beyond both hosts, Spain and Netherlands, the four of the participating teams from Europe will be determined as follows. Top three teams, not including Spain or the Netherlands, from the Euro Hockey Championship 2021. Uh, and then one team will qualify from the European World Cup qualifying tournament. That will be the three lowest ranked teams, not including Spain and Netherlands, in the Euro Hockey Championship 21, as well as the teams ranked one to five in the Tier 2. More concerning, though, John, in this, uh, this release from the FIH. Uh-oh. Furthermore, the EB has confirmed that FIH will organise its first ever Senior World Hockey Fives event on the 11th and 12th of September 2021 in Lausanne, Switzerland. I think we saw a photograph of those boards arriving just this week, John. It was reposted on, uh, on our Facebook page. Uh, in 2019, in order to further boost the development of hockey globally through Hockey Fives, the EB has decided to create an FIH Hockey Fives World Cup with, oh, we knew this, with the inaugural edition planned in 2023. And, in the near future, a Hockey Fives World Tour. Is it Fire Fives, John? Could it be Fire Fives? Which will consist of events similar to the Lausanne's one. Fire Fives! And Warrior Princess! Yes. More information about this event will be communicated shortly. Can't wait. There was a, there was a bit of uh, conversation that Simon Mason and you had around yeah. Hockey Fives yep. in the week. Um, I, th- I think he made some good points on it. Um, go and, oh, it's hard to go and find it and, and read it. Give us a pricey of the points that Simon made before you give us your No, points. I'm not talking about it anymore. No? It's all out there. People know what I think of Hockey Fives, and they'll certainly get an idea when the, the next three pieces of that will be available in a printed edition of people to read, come out. Can't say any more until it comes out. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, look, I, I'm not going to change anybody's opinion necessarily just by sprouting off them. And I've said what I've got to say. That's how I feel about it now. And, and, so, and yeah, someone did make some good points. But it, and they haven't changed my mind. No, but I think what it... The crux of things for us, it's, it's almost, it's like, it's the semantics. Yeah, yeah, very much semantics. Just, we had sixes in an indoor form. You tried to change it to fives. It didn't suit the form. So, learn from that in the first place. But there has been this juggernaut rolling through of intent to press hockey fives. No, it's not a juggernaut. That's the whole point. Well, it's not a, it, it is internally, a, I think it is. Exactly. That, it, and I'm talking as, IOC, as, IOC FIH internally. As, as Mark Kudron said, that top part of the game. The it's 500 top, players. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's all aimed at. And, you know, I, I've... But a hockey five. No, I said I'm... I, I'm <laughs> shut up. You... God, oh, no. I'm not saying anything about it. Nothing to add. I'm just, I'm just reading the news release. Why? There, as soon as I get a decent why answer. But there's no decent... They, they can't say it. Anyway, they, they cannot say it. There is a reason why they refuse to say it. They want to shape a future sustainability strategy for hockey anyway, John. They've decided to create a sustainability task force 
responsible for setting KPIs and measuring performance, including publishing a biennial sustainability report to be presented to the Congress as well as to the wider sporting community. And we can all clap because we've got hybrid turfs and we're not using quite as much water. Um, yeah, that, that's a start. I would suggest that having your, the head of your organisation in Lausanne, Switzerland is not sustainable either. Is that, is that, a, is that what, is it over encompassing sustainability or is it, um, just looking at ways where we can clap it ourselves sustainability? I don't know. How do we, how do we raise funds for the sport? Oh. At the top level through international funding. That's largely driven by being accessible to all and, uh, you know, being recognized members throughout the world that are playing hockey. Are part, part, of the the Olympic Olympics? Olympics. Oh. <laughs> or part of the Olympic move. Olympic move. Oh, no, just, don't. We're don't not, all right. Go we're not going to go. We're not going to go. We're not going to go. It'll be out in the next week or so. Part one. You can find out my thoughts there over the ensuing three episodes. What's, uh, what's come out recently? Hockey the Mag from Tyrone yes. and the crew in South Africa. Good work. Latest episode of that is out. Check Latest out. Edition. Hockey uh, edition. Thank Hockey you. the Magazine is out. A uh, couple of new podcasts out there. On the Spot podcast with Bob and Mink. Oh, really? Um, Bob the Hude and, uh, Mink oh. van der Wierden. Um, so I'm sure it's in Dutch. I haven't listened, but they followed us on social media. That's good they? to, to oh, see that. Give it a, and there's a new listen. one out of the States, a bi, a bi-weekly one. Uh, oh, I'm going to feel really bad now because I'm not going to be able to find it. Um, keep talking, John. Not that you were anyway. No, I wasn't. Um, oh, can I just say something about great, that to see, I'm just great to see this. Malaysia Hockey League uh, alive and breathing with the Malaysian Hockey League on Twitter and for Hockey India with getting all those sub-junior results. So I've been following the little... But can I say something about the social... And this is not a whinge, this is a request because I would like it. Um, <laughs> English... In, so in, do English it for John. Tweets. Can, can you please tweet your stuff in English so that I can follow it a little bit. It's really difficult, and this goes for the Hockey India too, as far as it's great that you put this stuff up as tweets and all the rest, so I enjoy that. It'd be nice if I could go to the Hockey India website, as I have tried to do, and, and go click and see a table and then all the results underneath. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, oh, I know. Some, I, hear, some, I, hear, I hear your racism in your voice. Oh, Why should they? Hey, It's not for you. Malaysian hockey for Malaysian people. Keep your eyes off it, mate. Oh, that's is. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry, I. Sh- I it's not for you. How, why you, would you? You pervert. I, I've got no why would you? Why would you even want to look in on somebody else's hockey? Oh, yeah, what's look, wrong I know with I'm you? a bit weird, but I am Sick. interested in what's going on. And the it's, other podcast, John. Terribly John. difficult to do that, <laughs> as it is for the rest of the hockey world, and it's such a good product. They've, I don't think they understand exactly what good a product they have. To be honest, that's my opinion. Mm. Other podcast is Flat and Through, F-L-A-T-A-N-D-T-H-R-U, a field hockey podcast about hockey on and off the pitch at all levels of the game, bi-weekly episodes on all platforms. That's focusing on US And, field and hockey. I wasn't asking hockey to put that. things in English because they do, which mm-hmm. is very nice. Yeah, well, we know what the language of the FIH is, yeah. John, don't we? French. International now. <laughs> okay. You forgot the gazon. You're listening to The Reverse Stick, episode 185. Thank you so much for joining us, lady, gentleman. Mum. Mum, dad. Hi, Mara. Auntie. <laughs> she, no, don't, because she's listening a bit more now. Well, that's what I'm saying. I can't, I've got to be a bit careful about what I say on here. Yeah. Well, oh, I, so know, no, no more stories about so the end of da- season. <laughs> no, so I was down at the club till bloody one o'clock. <laughs> oh no, no, no! You know, Which you got, are anyway. No, I got uh, yeah Uber home about eight or something like that. I was in bed way before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah. You know what you're doing? You're down there at, at one o'clock in the morning doing all the jobs that no one else does and gibbering on about things no one else wants to talk <laughs> about. That's not true. But I, I didn't, another difficult um, night on Thursday. Trying to talk about FIH things to people. Yeah. You were, you were messaging me for a while there. And that was a bit later on. That was later on? I was deep in thought. Okay. I was deep in thought. Um, what else? What else? Oh, South African men's hockey oh. are uh, 
trying to crowdfund 100 or raise 170,000 pounds to get them to the Olympics. Coach Gareth Ewan is quoted as saying, heartbreaking if they couldn't travel. This is from the hockey paper. Um, men and women are both qualified. Um, limited Tokyo funds. The team has now been forced to find up to £240,000 in crowdfunding to make their dream a reality with the right preparation. They've teamed up with Matchkit.co to commercialise its brand with its funding campaign aiming to attract business hockey fans and the public. So they're using a, a professional fundraising organisation business there to try and help them get there with it. What is... What sort of imposition? Well, at least, but at least they've been allowed to go this time. <laughs> I mean, but how frustrating if they're allowed to, and then can't, can't bloody get there. Well, isn't isn't that why we have Olympic money comes into our countries and stuff like that? Yeah, but they wouldn't. But it's not a portion to sport. It's a it's a portion to a nation. And if that sport doesn't rank within the the grading process required for the what gets divvied out from the big pot well, I think as in South Africa being at number 14 I, in rankings I, I think it's incumbent they, they, well, for all the bollocks that the, F, the FIH and the IOC come out with about all the social issue stuff they come out with it's incumbent on them to be putting pressure on the South African government to spend the money they give them to get athletes to the Olympic Games who've qualified. No, but they judge it on likelihood of a medal or had until yeah, those recent recent changes that, uh, not too and, too and long back in the last with, 12 months. That's with, internally within South Africa how they rate it. But what I'm talking about is the, the pressure that the IOC, and no, not really the FIH, can exert on the South African government. It's 250 grand, mate. It's not a bucket of money in modern sports terms. It's 250k. It's, for our sport, no, it seems it's, like a, no, a world half, away. It's a half, half, half a million Aussie dollars. Yeah. There or there, 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 there. Oh, okay. Yeah. 250 yeah. rand is half. No, a no, no, no. 250,000 pounds. Oh, okay. Was the, sorry. Was, was the, was the figure. Yeah. Even still, that's what it's going to cost to get. The Olympic movement's got that money lying around somewhere. They do, and and some of it's already been given to South Africa. Wouldn't be in Swiss bank vaults, would it? But the, the South Africans got left behind by the IOC last time when they weren't allowed to go. They qualified. No, not by oh, the IOC, by the S. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. SOA. Well, SA, hang, uh, a, hang on a sec. Yeah. And don't think the IOC isn't giving the South African government a bucket of money to spend. Yeah. Um, you know, so grow a pair. Stand up for your sport, FIH. Say, go to the IOC and say, no, this is not correct. These these nations are funded by money that we're generating, or maybe they can't because we don't generate money because no one watches our TV. Oh, oh no, it's a but very that's complex not, that's, argument. But that's not true. That's not true in South Africa. No. When when the when the Premier League, the the PHR Premier Hockey League, has been running over there and they've been streaming streaming um, broadcasting through Star Sports, Star Sports. Mm. South Africa, I think it is. No, not Star Sports. Super Sport. Super. Super Sport. Um, they get good figures. Go back to that conversation in yep, the top yep. first 20 with Calvin Watt. That's right. Um, about what they were doing with that and the way that they had to try and get players together because of the distance of the country. and So getting all the good talent together and trying to make something meaningful. I think they did a good job for for the the limitations that they had there, but to give some identity to squads and try and do something. Now, it's, you know, maybe not quite as strong at the moment. Um, we've had a difficult past 12 months, but there's there's something that uh, is tangible and they're having a go at it and they're, they're putting the right principles of production. And uh, in the situation they've got, I think they did, they, they did an exemplary job with it. Yeah, I think it's... Uh... Part of the South Africa's problem too is what is a problem that's going to haunt hockey, and that is the footprint of the game is so big on an Olympic budget that um, in the modern era of era era of bean counting, it just doesn't make sense, and that's what's happening with internally. I would suggest in South Africa, it doesn't make sense to them. I would suggest hockey five, right? If we're talking about jumpers for goalposts, um, is is the thing that we judge as being the, the the barrier. Soccer can have the jumpers for goalposts and just go and play. 
Why don't... What, what jump jack, you mean? Yeah, well, it's just, you know, you can get a soccer ball and, and four sweaters, oh, yeah, T-shirts, yeah, 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 throw it, them down, yeah. you've got two goals and away you go. You can do that in hockey, too. And that's, and that's the thing. That's what we should be selling. Yeah. It's, it's just jumpers for goal, goalposts, but you've got a hockey stick and a hockey ball. And that's it. And you could score from both sides around the goal if you want. Oh, that's front, an interesting move. Front, front and back. You mean like ice hockey? And the fields are open. There are no boundaries. Or, or the limitations are the limitations you have. Or if there's a wall, you can play it off the wall. You know what? You're describing every variation of hockey I ever played as a kid. Yeah. I was an only child, mate. I'd go and go into the pub car park, and I'd basically just hit a ball for five hours. And then I'd get a soccer ball and hit that for five hours. With your uh, stick? No, just, oh, no, just my, f- my fist. I was really low. Just angry really, kid. Really low. You are listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. We are still sweating like pigs, although we've managed to stay hydrated, Matt, throughout this conversation. We've done well. Thank you for joining us. I think we're about done, aren't we? Yeah, what um, else have you got quickly? Because I'm going to well, press this outro button. I just do want to say Put the fader up. a special thank you to the most important listeners. Those are the ones that help us out financially by being Patreon subscribers. You can too help us with hockey podcast endeavours. Go to patreon.com forward slash The Reverse Stick. And get involved in one of the tiers there. Um, Patreons, there will be some exclusive oh, content coming your way very soon. Sorry, we've been lazy. It's been hot. We've been busy. Enough excuses. We love you. He says that, but you know he doesn't mean it. Sorry, folks, I do have to put a retraction in here. Matt does love you all. <laughs> if, if you know a bigger hockey nerd, nuffy, whatever the term is for a bloke or woman that is absolutely obsessed by the game in your area, please let us know. I'll, I would like to cr- be able to crown Matt no, the up. 2021 <laughs> World Hockey Nuffy of the Year. So send in your no, applications. Talking, talking absolute rubbish. There's somebody who's more into it than me, mate. There's a man called Clint Flicker. Um, oh, yeah. I just caught a tweet of his. Uh, after some discussions, I've decided to throw my support behind the Mark Kudron FIH Hockey Presidential Campaign. And I think you should too. Hashtag Flicker time. Hashtag Kudron time. Hashtag Kudron 21. Hashtag FIH votes. Hashtag FIH Congress. Hashtag hockey. Hashtag Field hockey, Kudron, make hockey great again. Oh, God, he'll be fucking thrilled with that.